It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Ticket, a Mike Valenti podcast. And welcome in week 13 of this show. Cash the ticket, sully across for me. God, it flies by. It sucks. It real well, I gotta Crazy. be honest. After last week, and I need it to end because that last weekend was brutal. Um, let, let, here's how I want to start. I, I, I have lots of thoughts, lots of game discussion. I've got a fun kind of do or die, like gun to your head, got to pick a crazy line. We've got fun things to do, but unlike other podcasts, like, you know what I hate? When you listen and they gloss over a bad week. (laughs) Well, you know, tough week last week, but let's get to the board. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, 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 no. I fucking sucked last week. And I know it was a bit of controversy. You were filling me in on some of the um, issues and consternation, and we're going to get to it regarding uh, me taking a game off the board, and, and, and you know, again, here's what I would say. First and foremost, if you've been there the whole way, and you're, 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 if you're not there when things are going good, nobody wants to fucking hear from you when things are going bad. So for those of you bitching that you didn't like the picks last week, I, you know what? I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, if you blindly follow a podcast to try to get rich, you're a loser. Uh, if you're blindly following a guy you don't know, me, you're a loser. So take what we give you, enjoy it, take some information. You know, I put a lot of time into it. Here's a dirty secret. Nobody, nobody long-term, okay, much less over a five- or six-week period like the run I was on, no one's beating the book to the tune of 60% or better. No one. The best professional bettors in the world might scratch 58. That week, it's on tape. We talked about it, Mike. My biggest fear. I'm like, Mike, we're doing really well. And aside from a minor cool off the week prior, but nothing crazy, because it also included a a perfect day in the NFL, Mike, I felt like, dude, the floor is going to fall out here. No, Like, there's just going to be a week. You can't, I mean, come on, you you can't just win every game. Oh, but it was so bad. And I mean, that was, and there really is no greater indignity than cutting the check, so to speak, to the book. Yeah, and that, I mean that sucked. Now I've had to do that twice this year, but I've collected four times. Yeah, so I, I it, that's a good year. But I tell you, I mean, my please, the, my book was probably coming in their pants at how that weekend went. But let, <laughs> let's go through the anatomy of it because I don't want to run away from it or dodge it. That's bullshit. I mean, look, Bama wrong side all day, straight up got it wrong. I got cute. I thought I had a, a good feel for what was going to go on. Wrong side all day. Got their asses drilled. The final score of that game. Mm-mm. I mean, they sat there and bumbled around. So that's a terrible pick. Like USF, talk about bad luck. USF goes into the game, Mike, they lose their two best offensive linemen, Mm -hmm. including their all-conference left tackle. What happens next? They can't block Temple. Bad. Kentucky, this is a a brutal beat. Kentucky has over 40 minutes of possession, a 13-0 lead. I'm going, this is great. We're in the mix. Mike, they give up the last 17 in the game, and then they get three cracks from the two late can't punch it in. Loser. 
uh, that kind of weekend. BC, wrong side all day. I know they were up at half, and it wasn't bad, and you know they were in the mix. They collapsed late. It was the wrong side. I mean, they just didn't get it done. Um, ASU, some terrible officiating, but they got blitzed. Like always. Yeah, but they got blitzed. They got down. They were in the trail position all day. Baylor was a good pick. Uh, got lucky to win it, though, I'll be honest. NFL, Browns, right side. Felt like it was the right side all day. They should have blown the Bills out, but the Browns aren't capable of doing that. They make too many mistakes. Worst pick of the week, probably the Bengals. I mean, you're talking 1-5 in, in college. And one in one in two or one in three, we got to get to this whole Lions controversy. But uh, Bengals wrong side. You know, I, I I really take pride in the fact that like I I I don't give out these chalky, stupid. Oh, just take Clemson minus fifty every. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't do. Oh, that. Oh, I got a prediction for that game this week too. But man, you know, underdogs in the NFL that are double digits are killing it this year. And I really I looked at the Bengals. They're playing close. I thought the Ravens would have a little bit of a letdown. And even in that game, like I was on the wrong side of everything this weekend. The Bengals weren't terrible. Like it was, you know, 21 10. They're driving, they're in the red zone. You score, you're back in the mix. Oh, wait, pick six. It's 28 10. Good night now. Mm. So that, again, wrong side. Frisco, this is another example on my weekend goes. Frisco's up 10 nothing. Jimmy G looks great. Emmanuel Sanders looks great. Sucks the Kittle didn't play. Mike. Once Emmanuel Sanders gets hurt, their offense doesn't look the same the rest of the night. Yeah. I just, every turn this past weekend, I was on the wrong side of everything. And it sucks because it makes you question everything you do. Now, you would put up on the the Instagram and the social medias, hey, Mike's pulling the Lions pick. And apparently this was oh, some God. kind of controversy. Well, for one, I well, think... Well, yeah, Stafford was... I mean, come on. We just we learned that Stafford was out. Of course that would change the pick. Well, here's the deal. Like, what I don't mind is if people go, well... Oh, shit, I already bet it. Okay, cool. Um, that's good for you. Now, a lot of people, I don't know about you guys, I can cancel a bet. I go in, I hit a button, and as long as it hasn't gone off, I get to cancel it. Now, if you don't have that type of service with your guy or your book, maybe find a new book. I don't know what to tell you. But my point is, to act like there's something duplicitous in it, I mean, it's A, if you haven't bet it yet, don't bet it, and B... I mean, Sully, you showed me. I mean, there were guys having this personal jihad about this. <laughs> he's he's a tout. He's padding his record. Guys, you want me to take the fucking loss? I'll take the loss. Here's a dirty secret for you, just so you understand this. I get paid every single week doing this. So, what? you think I give a fuck about the record? You think I'm sitting here making people pay for picks or being coy about what you should take or saying, hey, you got to subscribe? Guys, we're two guys who have day jobs who do this, and I have fun with it, and it's kind of a bit of an experiment because, let me give you a dirty secret, I have never in my life put myself through the rigors of this 22-week bull run of football season gambling. Only gamble in Vegas. I don't bet sports when I'm home. This was an experiment. I wanted to test if I could do as well as I do in Vegas and do it over the long term? The answer, of course, is probably going to be no. But this idea, like there's some game getting run on you, the picks are in blood. They're on the pod. You know, here's a great example. Were were any of you bitching when I said, hey, I'm kind of going to power off of Pitt here. I hadn't put the bet in. I'm not betting Pitt at Syracuse. Did I count the win, even though I pulled it off the board? No, because I'm not playing games. You want to count the loss on the record? Here, fuck it. Count it. Fine. Lions, Lions money line. 
guys, we taped this thing early. Then it comes out, Stafford straight up doesn't play. Hmm. If you don't think I'm going to say to you guys, guys, don't play the game, if you haven't bet it yet, then I don't really know what planet we're on here. And if you think a game is getting run on you, well, A, what kind of game could I run when you don't pay shit to listen to this, right? It's free. I break my balls, and I know Sully puts in a lot of work to put together a nice pod, put together good information. All I would say is if you think there's some kind of game or end gain or, oh, my God, guys, there's no website. Motive. Yeah, there's no subscription service. There's no, like, award here. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's where it, it does come back to it. Doing anything involving gambling, it involves the worst part of people because gamblers are the biggest whiners on the planet. And I'll catch myself doing it. But, like, whether you're at the horse track, whether you're betting on games, or whether you're talking to a guy who's a poker player, the, the amount of whining and crying and storytelling and bullshit, it's like, really? Like, I, uh, listen, if you just you jumped in last week after the hot run we had been on, that's on you. You should know better. How long did you think the Magic Carpet Ride was going to last? I mean, give me a break. So I, 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 we always do review of the week, and I like to have fun. But I also, listen, you can't run from a week where you go fucking 2-7 and seven or 2-8, and eight, depending on it. Here, you want me to eat the Lions loss? Fuck it, 2-8. and eight. I don't give a shit. And I won't even go back and take the Pittsburgh win. How about that? So just honestly, like, what the hell, people? Can we have a little fun? But it was a terrible week. And yeah, I wrote the check this week. Probably gave my bookie a boner. But the hmm. point is, it sucked. Um, and I'm not going to, what am I going to apologize for? What the fuck, man? I worked just as hard this week on it as as ever. I will tell you psychologically, this is where I don't know how guys do it professionally. This week, I was very, I was questioning a few things. And that's Second where, guessing. well, you get yourself in some real trouble. So this is either going to rebound quick, or I'm going to go into a death spiral, and, I'm, and the plane's going to hit the mountain. So let's find out. Sully, your week, I'm sorry to bloviate on that, no, but like, good. it's one of those things where you're having a good time. And, you know, people are all back rubs and bubble baths. And then all of a sudden, every Tom, Dick, and Harry cries like it's a conspiracy. I had a shit week. Like, have you gambled before? You ever had a bad trip to the casino? You ever have a bad week uh, at, at, at picking? I mean, Yes, I have. Holy shit, man. Yeah, I was terrible this week. Who the fuck's running from it? Not me. I don't really want to pay my book again. That sucked. So, yeah, let's get back up off the mat. Jesus Christ. All right, so sorry, hey. I, you know, just had to get that off my chest. Um, Mikey, your week was much better. Deserves yeah. a little shine. Go for it. Six and three. It was a good week, man. I God. got. Uh, Look at you. I got. Oh, it was a big week too because I got over the five hundred barrier in my yep. overall record. So I'm yep. 47, 45, two. Uh, I was four and one in college, two and two in the NFL. My hey, my Minnesota pick I loved. I took the money line Minnesota, so it would even be I guess better than six and three. What That's a game great. that was! I'm um, proud of you. You know, beginning of the year you wouldn't touch money lines. Now look at you. Iowa You've State broken your money line one. cherry. Iowa State plus fourteen and a half. That was a great game that, great against pick. Oklahoma. Mike, I didn't think you were ever a loser. After the first quarter, you really felt like Iowa State is going to cover. I did not think they were going to win. That was a great pick by you. I guess highlight one more, the uh, Falcons game. Falcons plus 13 they were getting, and we all know how that game ended up against uh, New Orleans. You were but never a loser. That, so, no, it was, it was a good week. I was I was happy about it. Let's keep it rolling. By the way, real interesting note in the NFL on Sunday, because like I, I talked to a couple of people, and, and if you listen to anything, Musburger's doing it, V-CIN, different things. Look, man, this was a rough week for the better. This is a good week for the book. You got three 1-7 football teams win yeah. in the NFL. 
win outright. Outright. I mean, Mike, it was a bad week. Yep. Um, I don't know. If you did great in college last weekend, kudos, man. I'll always tip my cap. I I just seem to be on the wrong side of everything. All right. Enough of that. Let's get into it. Um, let's start out with Saturday. And like I said, I, I think what I'm battling is... I want to give picks for people, but I'm pro. I, I mean, it's just picking too many games. So in paring it down, I'm getting a little nervous. I've left winners off the board. It's a psychosis. Let me start out though. Um, let's stay with Minnesota for a minute. Yeah. Because that's a big game this week, and I was laying three, and the spread has stuck there. Now look, Minnesota, you were never a loser. Um, they were the right side last week. It's a great job by Sull to take the game. Um, I think on the pod, you'd have to go back and check the audio because I don't want, you know, a Zapooter film scenario with some of these idiots uh, on, on Instagram or the, the, the Twitter. Um, I told you, if I'm, uh, if I'm playing it, I got to buy it to seven. So it wasn't an official play at six and a half. I don't get credit for it. But yes, I bet Minnesota plus seven. I paid it. I paid the minus 130 and away we went. Um, but Mike, I got to tell you, this is a setup. I'm betting the number here. I'm betting the situation. This is the blackout. This is Kinnick. Yeah. Four o'clock start, I believe. This will be a night game after about the first 10 minutes of the game. You know how it gets in the Midwest. And I think Minnesota's in for it. And I, I've seen it firsthand with my own team, with Michigan State. You've seen it over the years. With Michigan, even, yeah. a few years ago. Kinnick magic. This is a sellout game. Uh, this is the Floyd of Rosedale. This is going to be really, really difficult for Minnesota. And are they the better team on paper? Yeah, they are. But I love Iowa's, Iowa at home is always something I'll consider. Iowa's defense versus what Minnesota wants to do with their zone concepts, um, running the football. I think Iowa's able to take a lot of that away. And this has kind of just got that look of a race to 20, which is Iowa's kind of game. I think it's bizarre and almost... This sounds stupid, and it might be stupid, because, in fact, I might be stupid, but I, I'm almost comforted that that line is just hanging at three. They're daring you to take uh, Minnesota. Hmm. I, I'm betting the situation, the emotional come down, uh, a brutal place to play, and an Iowa team that is just different at home. Uh, I, obviously, I don't love betting on a team whose offense couldn't crush a grape in a food fight, but to me... I, I just I think Minnesota will be that every Tom, Dick, and Harry public underdog. I get the better team and the points. Oh, hey, Bob, let's put it in. I, I don't want to be on that side because more often than not, you're going to lose. So, hey, if you think I'm fucking poison, okay, smart guy, go ahead and fade it. But uh, I'm, going, I'm going with Iowa minus the three. No, and I hear you. It's, it's one that I'm passing on because I do love Minnesota. I love P.J. Fleck and whatnot, but... The Iowa stuff does scare me. That skate, that stadium scares me. It and should. I know that Minnesota has has undefeated this year. Fans covered are right on, on the road. Top of you. Oh. Yeah, and Minnesota has covered in every single road game this year. I get that, but it is a different type of atmosphere. Uh, just kind of a weird spot, especially after a huge win for no, it's Minnesota. It's it's a total letdown game, Mike. So I, I I'm just passing on this one. I'm just staying away from it altogether. All right, go ahead, give me a play. Yeah, I want to go to a game. Uh, I think this is going to be an interesting talking point because uh, you you have kind of the opposite on yours. What? Uh, the Iowa State-Texas game. So I... I'm not happy with Texas. I like... And I hey, this is counterintuitive because I won on Iowa State last week when they were right there with Oklahoma. But I like Texas in this one. Fuck. Texas plus <laughs> seven it is right now. Yeah. Um, 
Look, I, I just think that Iowa State, sure, they're gritty, right? They're tough, but they've they've had two straight disappointing weeks. They seem to play everybody close. They just do. Yep. And that's exactly what Iowa State does. They're not going to get blown out by anyone. They always play games close. But I just think it's kind of a situation where, yes, Texas has been inconsistent, but if you're just asking me to have a close game, I think Texas and Iowa State will be a close game within seven, so I'm going to take Texas. And- See, here, here's the problem I have. All right, A, I'm, I'm bitter at Texas, and I'm trying to chase my money. Yep. Again, I, I didn't put it on the board last week, but, oh, oh, he only talks about the games he bet. No, 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 I lost this, and I made it a, a, a when I was home, I'm an adult. I, I I'm allowed to do things that I don't tell you guys about. Um, That's I bet not allowed. Texas blew to cover for me last week in horrifying fashion. They get game control. They're up ten. They give up a kickoff return for a touchdown. Then they're back. They get the ball. They're going to go in to score. Up seven. I'm giving six and a half. Cool. Let's win. And illegal formation. Then Tom Herman decides he's going to take knees and kick a field goal. I I. Wow, do I want Texas to get pounded. Here's where I disagree, though. All, all mm-hmm. ha-has aside. Texas is going to go on the road. It's going to be brutally cold up in Ames. You're going to get them on the natural grass. Iowa State with Brock Purdy, you're talking about the top or second-best passing offense in the Big 12 going against the worst pass defense. And when you look at Texas, and this has been a, a real big conversation point um, on multiple shows and you know from, uh, from websites and you, know, you read and research. You know, if you put out Texas's top 15 defensive players to start the year, Mike, they got like seven of them left. I mean, they're ravaged. They're just not the same team. And I think, again, this is, they are, Texas is that public underdog where you've got 75% of the bets Mm -hmm. are on Texas, but it's only half the money. Iowa State, you got 25% of the bets and it's half the money. Uh, The shooters are betting on the Cyclones, and I am too. I I think Texas for me is too much of a one-man show, and Ellinger is gutty and he's gritty. He's annoying. Uh, but Ellinger's got that grit. He'll run. He'll take on contact. He'll make big throws. Um, but, Mike, I mean, when we look at it, I mean, Texas, for, for, for factual points here, they're starting a converted quarterback at running back. This is not the Texas team that took on LSU. I don't like them going on the road here. I didn't like their performance against Kansas State. Let's face it. I was going to be fortunate to cover last week if they didn't get the illegal formation. Um, I'm going to, you know, Mike, you're probably the way I went last weekend. You're probably on the right side, but this is where it's like, do I talk myself out? Do I pull the game off the board? I'm not. I'm going to trust Iowa State to get this done. I I think the wheels come off the wagon for Texas this week. I'll take the Cyclones. Sounds like a bottle bet to me. I mean, I'll do it for you. I don't mind. No, and you know I, I've loved Iowa State Listen, this year, so I'd, I'd rather it. pay. I'd rather pay you the thirty, forty bucks in a bottle than pay yeah. my bookie. You know, yeah. Jeez, so yeah, I'm, I'm on Texas side. You're on Iowa State side. That's uh, hey, I, ISU always finds a way to play people close. So we'll see. You know what I did last night, just for for shits and giggles. So I'm sitting home watching a lot of basketball. And, oh, it's been great. No, I, and I love hoops. Okay, I know it's football pot, but last night. I, uh, I was talking to my buddy. Uh, he, he lives in San Francisco, and he's, he's, he bets a lot, um, like every day. My hmm. point is, he does, he does decent at it, too. He does. He's not terrible. Like He's not corrupting his life. But he's like, hey, what do you like tonight? And I said, you know, the live betting. And I know you love this, and I know you'll love this story. I said, listen, Marquette has gotten nothing out of Marcus Howard. Purdue's shooting terrible from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. This game was like a pick'em. Marquette plus one. 
I said, look, they're down 38-25, but you're getting plus 450 Marquette to win the game. I said, I like that. I think Marquette at home, Matt Painter stinks. I think Purdue's going to be very average this year. I said, you get an All-American. Marcus Howard is a scoring machine. I said, give it a flip. So I put down on that last night. And look, you're getting plus 450. Do the math. You don't have to do a lot of money to make a nice chunk of change. That was a really nice hit for me last night. It just live betting, man. You turned me on to it when we were in Vegas a few Great. years ago. You the flow of the game. Right. I had never, like I said, I'd never experienced it before. And I'll tell you, there is some opportunity there when a team gets on the wrong side of it for you to really do well yeah. with it. Yep. So now the yeah. only thing that sucks for people that don't know how it is it was is, fun. is it's minus, most places are minus one fifteen or worse. You're not getting minus one ten, but it uh, you, you totally get a flow of the game. And can, but when you're willing to bet the team that's losing to win the game, you're getting massive plus odds. And, and March Madness, it's incredible during March Madness, yep. man. I mean, Mike, plus four fifty. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Take that all day, every day. So that was a really, really nice hit. And and again, it's why the legalization of this is going to change sports forever. I was as invested in Marquette Purdue as I was a, a Spartan basketball yeah. game. I was. I mean, I oh, may as well. Oh, yeah. I may as well have been wearing baby blue undies. I was all in for Marquette, all in. I loved it. Woj had his boat. I've never seen a coach have a boat drink. <laughs> this guy wasn't sipping out of a little Gatorade cup or taking the water bottle. He had a boat drink. He had like a thirty-two ounce Tervis filled up with ice and some form of beverage. He Who looked knows like, what? Yeah. He looked like he was sipping on Smirnoff ice. That's sweet. It was like cloudy. I mean, it was, but it was awesome. And they, Mike, they ended up winning by 10. Yeah, that's sweet, dude. So that was a good hit. That was fun, you know, but like, oh, how come you didn't say? Guys, I, I, I'll tell you this right now. Let's we don't just, do basketball bets on this show. Yeah, and let's put this to, let's put this to bed. If you think I'm going to call Sully, hey, Mike. <laughs> it's 9.33 at night. Put Marquette live odds plus 450 on the board. Guys, I- I'm sorry. It ain't happening. <laughs> okay? Jesus Christ. Um, all right. Back to the pod. Mike, play. What yeah, do you got? Okay, I want to talk to you about this one because I, 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 my underdog of the week is that Texas plus seven, but my favorite of the week is a crazy, bold one that I'm going to do with a team you mentioned earlier, Clemson. Clemson against Wake, Wake Forest. Forest. Uh, it was 32 and a half, and then all of a sudden I blink and it's 34 and a half. So I guess we're going to go with 34 and a half. But well, you know why though? All the money coming in. No, 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 no. Wake. No, Wake's best player. Uh, that Their wide receiver, Sherratt yeah. kid. Yep, Sage. Um, yep. Yeah, Sage Sherratt. He's out. He's out for the season. Yeah. And I at a school like Wake Forest, I don't think you're replacing well, that. He's worth three points, isn't he? Yeah, and I think this spread may get even bigger, but I'm going to actually bet Clemson here. I just oh, think it's no. this is a Dabo Sweeney game, and what I mean by that is Clemson is in the business of sending messages to the committee. That's, Clemson has to do this. They already know that people think that their schedule's not good. So Well, it isn't good. It's not a matter of thinking it. It's factually true. Well, it's but not they, good. My point is they know that. So Clemson knows that not only do we have to win, but we have to rack up the style points. We have to blow them out, and we have to say that we are a lot better than our schedule. So I think Clemson just rolls here, and I am going to close my eyes and take all these points. Well, or, or, excuse me, lay all these points. Interesting note. Too, after they had the close call against UNC, had the bye week October 5th, 
here are their margins of victory the last five weeks. Just to back where Sully's head is at here, not that you need my help. Uh, 31-point destruction of Florida State. They have to, yeah. A 35-point destruction of Louisville. A 52-point destruction of BC. A 45-point destruction of Wofford. And last week, a 45-point destruction of NC State. Now, I will tell you, Wake Forest is better than every team I just listed there. The problem is, first week, off this brutal injury to their best player, I don't know how Wake reacts. I mean, Wake is a bowl team. They're solid. It's the, be- it's the best team they have played. I- I'm not touching it. I think it is way too juicy here. I actually would lean the other way. Yeah. But see, this is, again, if I'm riding hot, this this was one I actually looked at at taking the points, but I am not. No, I, hey, I hear you. I, I, I just, I'm going to close my eyes. If you can get it around, if, by my God, if you can still get it at 32 and a half, right, but 33, 34, take it. So you're, you're bringing me to two different games here because you're Mr. I'll lay the big points. I'm not. I want to throw these your way because I think people are are interested in discussing this at least. Gun to your head. You got to lay 52 and a half Ohio State at Rutgers. Crazy, isn't it? Or, no, you want the crazier one? You want to get crazy? I'll get crazy. But this was the... This is the wackiest line of the week because I actually can... I can justify a 50-point spread between Ohio State (laughs) and... You know the one that's crazy? Hmm. You can lay 52 and a half with Ohio State or gun to your head now. Like, you're going to die if you don't bet one of these games. Northwestern minus 40 and a half hosting UMass. I don't know how a game gets on this schedule that late in the season. What is this, the SEC? Let's not worry um, about I, it. I would do, I gun to my head, I bet in Ohio State. I'm not getting in front of the Ohio State train right now. It's it's crazy. I mean, that the number of points that is 52 and a half. That's insane to think about. But I am not stepping in front of Ohio State right now. It's it just all they do is just roll and and just bend opponents over. But don't I would you take think? OSU. Don't you think there's a chance of a power down? There has to be at some point. I'm just not going to be that that time. They sent a message to Maryland last week because Maryland seemingly uh, Chase Young's high school coach is on the Maryland staff. There's a suspicion he. Was was involved in getting Young suspended. Ryan yep. Day sent the message with a 73-14 destruction. Here's the problem with this. Mike, if they win the game uh, 52-7, you don't cover. Oh, I know. 55-7. I mean, 58-7, and you still don't cover. Like, if Rutgers gets on the board, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. The pro- Look at Northwest. I don't know how they get on the board. Northwest, here, here's what I don't get. I can justify Ohio State being favored by a million. This is the worst Northwestern team Pat Fitzgerald has ever put together. They are one and nine, okay? One and eight, rather. And when you look at the scores of their games, here are the points they have scored in their losses. Are you ready for this? And then I'm going to say it to mm-hmm. you again. They're favored by 41 and a half. Seven, 10, 15, 10, zero. Zero, three, twenty-two. Mike, how does Northwest now? Now, that good. Now, I will tell you. I watched a little bit of UMass versus Army. Go Black Knights. My point is, Army is not a team that is going to score a ton of points. They're going to try to grind clock. They're a bad option team. They're not explosive like Navy. They don't have Malcolm Perry. Mike. They scored, I think, what, 69 60, points on 63 them? 63 to 7 right. it was, yep. UMass might be out. the worst team in America. They might be worse than Rutgers. Yeah. I, I just, 
I can't. I, no. So you okay. would take the northwestern side of no, it? No, no, no. Not Ohio no, State? No, no. Time out. I, I hate having to answer my own question. This was much more entertaining when you had to do it. If I, and I'm so glad I don't. If I had to do this, I would take UMass. I would take the 41 and a half. So many. No, Mike, how? I can guarantee. Here's what I can guarantee. I can guarantee Ohio State gets to 50. Agree? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I can't guarantee that Rutgers gets to seven. But but what I can't guarantee is Northwestern gets to 40. Yeah, Northwestern's not even that good. But Mike, they're horrendous. <laughs> I should never be a 42 My advice to everyone is don't touch either of these games. But we are looking at two of the bigger point spreads at this point in the season you will ever see. But I had to ask well, Sully because Sully is Mr. I would bet Mr. Big Points. But, but can I, well, let me just make this comment too, Mike. Sure. Th- think the Big Ten should be embarrassed of themselves. They have a conference game that is a 52 and a half point spread. That should never happen. What would you like me to say? You act like I'm the one who let Rutgers into no, the conference. No, I, I just think that's absolutely insane. We're in November. We're in November, and we have a not, not a not a ridiculous Mercer Alabama type game. We have a game between two teams in the same conference in the Big Ten, and it's fifty two and a half. There should never be that big of a point spread. I want to talk about one of the bigger games of the week. It's Baylor hosting Oklahoma. Um, now, I'm not a huge Baylor fan. Again, I had him last week. We've kind of danced around Baylor a little bit, made some money. But th- this is a really interesting spot here, and it's where the number gets to a point that you have to take it. I might be walking into it, but Baylor at home, at night, and I think Baylor up front matches up as best as you can with Oklahoma. Look, Oklahoma's got the best offense in the country. Mm-hmm. They're two and a half, two point seven 2.7 points better than anybody else. Um, but if you watch the Iowa State game, Jalen Hurts should have had three interceptions. Iowa State dropped them all. They were in their hands. Dropped them all. The way Baylor plays defense, the way Matt Rule is doing it, it's like Matt Patricia's wet dream. Baylor rushes three, drops eight, plays a ton of zone, keeps everything in front of them, and the difference is... Baylor's three-man rush, Mike, their D-line is NFL. This Bravian Roy kid, mm-hmm. James Lynch, James Lockhart. Mike, you can double these guys, and they're still able to maneuver. I mean, Bravian Roy in the middle of that defense is a fire plug. So you, you, Iowa State doesn't have that. And Baylor, um, the, kids, the, the kids, I think it's is it Jadavian Houston, their corner. He's excellent. I just I think this is one where Baylor can really hang in and offensively their bread and butter is if you take away their running game and make Brewer throw it you're going to be able to survive but if you don't stop the run newsflash Oklahoma doesn't stop the run Oklahoma is going to have real problems and maybe I'm buying too much into what ISU did last week I think Oklahoma's solid I think they're good, but let's not get carried away. Could have lost, should have lost last week, got pounded on by Kansas State. I don't view Oklahoma like uh, a Clemson or like an LSU or an OSU. You're giving me a home dog. Um, Oklahoma will be the public side. The spread is opened up at eight and a half. It's out to 10. Again, you know, I have no confidence. I'm a broken man after last weekend, but I'm going to take Baylor plus the 10. Yeah, this is one I'll join you on. 
I like Baylor a lot. I, I think that Oklahoma. It's not even just that Iowa State game. Certainly, the Kansas State game goes without being said. Uh, when the Oklahoma played Texas, it was a close game. They've played a lot of these games close. It's not like they're just rolling over everybody uh, 55-16 like they did against Texas Tech. So I could absolutely see Baylor staying within this number, and Oklahoma has not been good covering the spread at all. So yeah, I'll take plus 10 with Baylor, absolutely. Big game this week with a weird spread that I think there's a public side and a sharp side and I know the side I'd like to be on, but I'm not sure I have the guts to do it. Let's talk through it. Georgia, on the road, Jordan Air, uh, laying three to Auburn. Um, 64% of the bets, 52% of the money on Georgia. Everything that you look for as far as I want to be on the side of the big betters, I want to be on the side of the respected betters, would say Auburn. But here's my critical yep. question here. How does Auburn score in this game? How does Auburn score on Georgia's defense? And the Bo Nix factor plays a role for me. Um, look, everything in my body says you take the dog here. And Auburn has been really good in big games. They compete. They are electric up front on defense. And I'm not saying Georgia's going to have an easy time of it. I mean, they're depleted out wide. It's why Jake Fromm doesn't look great this year. My question just remains, how does Auburn score the football? I'm leaning Auburn. I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Yeah, this is one where I just watch and have fun watching it and stay oh, away from on. Betty. Uh, because I would lean towards towards Auburn as well. I think they've been incredible at home, and, and there's something about playing there where they just get up for it, and they seem to cover every single game when you look at the trends too. But no, I, I would... It's weird to me, at least when I'm looking at the over-unders off in this one too, so there's just... What's the over-under, Mike? You're the total guy, not me. No, the over-under's off, it says. So it, it's literally it's not on the board right now. I'd be, sh- you- I'd be shocked if it's if it's north of 40. Yeah, so I mean, it's I get it that Auburn's getting seven points and whatnot, but it's just one of those one of those games where I just watch and stay away from because I, I I can't with the utmost confidence no. think that Auburn's gonna gonna roll with Georgia. I just don't feel like I'm getting enough value. Like I'm not getting enough points here. It finally got to three. If it got out to three and a half or four, I'd feel a hell of a lot better about it. I just, man, I, I can't talk myself in at this low number, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. Um, maybe that's when I give you a phone call on and say, hey, give it to the people. But mm-hmm. I just can't talk my way into it right now. That nope. number doesn't feel right. Let me give you the other one too, because I know a lot of people probably saw the the games this week and go, oh, Mikey's gonna be all over his midshipmen. Nope. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. The spread opened up Notre Dame minus 10 against my middies. And if we were taping on Monday, I would absolutely have taken the middies. But we're not taping on Monday. And the spread is no longer 10. And in fact, the line is now down to seven flat. And this is like the definition of a public underdog. Everyone and their mother is taking navy to me i mean the line just keeps moving and moving and moving i am not touching it i'm not getting the value i need i love navy i love malcolm perry their quarterback i mean he's a joystick he reminds me of the old kansas city chief dante hall Um, oh yeah just a joystick he's unreal but mike this is still uh service academy playing notre dame they always play him well i don't love nd um but i don't think the value is there and i i think if you were just going to bet it like if you wanted to bet this and I've read a couple articles on this, and 
you know, people are, are saying the same thing. It's almost like I think Navy wins or they get blown out. <laughs> like mm. Navy wins or they get smoked. And again, it, that's not some original idea. I've seen it, you know, and read about it and heard about it. And people have that viewpoint. I, I don't disagree with it, um, but I'm passing. It's just the value's gone from the number. And it's it, it's just not one I'm going to add. I mean, I'm going to root like hell for Navy. Um, because I love seeing Notre Dame in pain. I love seeing Notre Dame lose to service academies. It's it's a delight. <laughs> so, but no, I, I wanted to at least cover that game because I know we've done. Look, I'll call it what it is. I've done great with Navy all year. I've had a really good read on that team. I just don't like this number. This feels too easy. It feels too simple, and I'm going to stay away it's from crazy. it. Crazy. The last 13 times Navy's played at Notre Dame, they've covered 11 of them. They always, they seem to always don't, cover. Don't talk me into in that. South Come Bend. on, Mike. Don't talk me into no, that. No, that's just the numbers in South Bend. It's a, it's a pretty heavy number. Hey, if you want it, man, it's there for you. No, I'm, I'm not. I, the value's gone to me. And I, I just, hey, man, show me it get, gets back out to eight and a half or something. I might consider it. But no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit tight. Yep. All right, get the rest of your college plays out there because I'm sitting right here with these three. Iowa State, Iowa, Baylor. I'm going to go with those three. I think this card is a minefield. So I'm going to try to pair the plays back. Had a terrible weekend last weekend. God, I hope I've got a good read on these games. Go ahead. Yeah, one more for you. A fourth game for me here is over under West Virginia, Kansas State. Uh, under no, under 48. Uh, the last seven times these teams have met, the under has hit. Seven times, every single time. And, and I just think that that's the, hey, when you look at all the trends, the under's been hitting like crazy for K-State this year. I think it's a game that, you know what, it's 48. It just has to be, it has to be with a game that's one of those within reason. Don't get out of hand. Don't have some late touchdowns that screw it all up. I'm going to go under 48 in this one. Big powers at it again, leaving people in the dark. How many of you are messing around with flashlights and candles like idiots during power outages? Stop it. Don't do it anymore. Go solar. Power Home Solar makes it easy to switch to solar by hooking you up with battery storage with your installation so there's no more searching for a flashlight when Big Power leaves you in the dark. And make no mistake, Big Power Company, they don't give a damn about you. It'll leave you in the dark for four days. You think they care? Number one residential solar provider is Power Home Solar. 30-year warranty on the American-made panels that they install. You will own your power not just rent it from the power company. So get it done. They've installed panels at Ford Field and Allen Park. They're the official sponsor of the Lions. If solar's right for you, you think it might be right for you, go to powerhome.com. That's powerhome.com or give them a call today, 1-800-SOLAR-15. That's 1-800-SOLAR-15. Schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Power Home Solar. Let's go to Sunday in the National Football League. We'll start with the Thursday night game. Cleveland, a three-point favorite over Pittsburgh. Um, Cleveland was one of the few things I got right last weekend. But, man, this feels weird. Now, Pittsburgh comes in. I think they're vulnerable on the ground. They're middle of the pack, stopping the run. Cleveland stops themselves. The mistakes, the penalties, and then really Freddie Kitchen's inexplicable offensive decisions. If Cleveland lines up, and gives Nick Chubb the ball 25 times tonight. Gives Kareem Hunt an even bigger role. Sure. I think they're able to control this thing. The problem, and it is a problem, and, and you have to factor it in if you're going to back Cleveland, they are a mistake-prone, careless, idiotic team. I mean, last week against Buffalo, nine plays from the two, or nine plays goal to go, and you don't score a touchdown? That's crazy. You know what it is? It's You're not any good. 
Now, Pittsburgh, the problem I'd have backing them is I got to take Mason Rudolph on the road. And I understand they're winning games, but you're playing the Dolphins or you're playing the Colts with Brian Hoyer. You know, like this is a different deal. Um, I don't love this game. This is one I want to watch. Um, but look, we always like doing the Thursday night game because I know people are into it. If for me, if I were going to do it, I would go Cleveland. But man, you better have chops to do it. You better know you're going to watch a team that's going to take a bad penalty. You're going to watch a team that's going to fumble the ball. You're going to watch a team that has an idiot for a head coach. (laughs) And look, Pittsburgh's been hot, but I just don't trust Mason Rudolph, that offense. Now look, James Conner's back. That helps. Um, Foster, the right tackle, is back from concussion protocol. That helps. I think Pittsburgh will be a better version of themselves. But when push comes to shove, is Pittsburgh ready to go on the road and win this game? You're not getting three and a half. You're getting three. And even at three, it's juiced at minus 120. You want to buy that half point, you're going to pay dearly. So uh, I would lean Cleveland, but I, I just wanted to throw it out there for you. Yeah, I, I would uh, I would lean Pittsburgh, but I just I've been trying to get a read on the Browns all year. It's, it's just such a tough team to try to figure out what the hell they are, and and I could totally see a game where Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, kind of get it going and and whatnot. But I'm just gonna pass this one. It's a rivalry game, right? So we know yeah. we we gotta throw the records out the window as we talked about. But uh, I, I'm just gonna totally pass on this one. All right, Dallas, Detroit. The line is not on the board. There's nothing I can do with it. Matthew Stafford's injury status doing it. I know it opened up at Dallas minus three. My guess would be if Stafford doesn't play, which I don't believe he will. He's not. Okay, well, Mike, I'm not uh, I'm not Las Vegas. I don't get to make the line. My guess is it would bump out to Dallas minus five and a half or six, and I would take Dallas. But sure. it's not on the board. I'm not allowed to do that. So we're just going to move on in that game. Next game, Jacksonville travels to Indy. Indy minus three and a half. It's down to three flat. This one's interesting to me. You're getting Nick Foles for the first time in 10 weeks. I think Nick Foles absolutely is an upgrade from Minshew. We need to forget about Minshew's first couple games and talk about the last couple. He is really faded fast. Indianapolis has not played good football now in almost a month. If we're being honest with ourselves, they were bad against the Dolphins. They were bad against the Steelers and they were bad against Denver the week before. It's been a long time since my gritty, gutty, resilient Colts have put it together, and injuries do that. You know, again, lean Jacksonville, but I need to see Nick Foles before I invest in Nick Foles. But I I think Jacksonville's the right side there, but I'm not, that's a lean. You know, I'm going to try to just tell you where I'm at. I've got a couple NFL plays I like, but that, this one, Again, I'm trying to stay away from the No, I am too. I'm gonna I'm gonna teams. play you know three or four games in the NFL, that's it. Uh so I would stay away from that one too. Please get to one that you that you're gonna do. Well, I mean we'll just run yeah. the gamut well, here. Sure. I mean here here's another one that looks too easy. Denver getting ten and a half. They travel to Minnesota. You go, Oh my god, Denver blows, they're terrible. Minnesota's hot as a firecracker. Straight up, man. I mean that, that spread hasn't moved. That spread has not moved. It is just hung there. And the big money, it's on Denver. I mean, 32% of the bets are Denver, but it makes up over 70% of the money. I, I do not have the guts after my Bengal disaster last week to take a Bengal-esque team like Denver and go to Minnesota and cover 10.5. And, and I sure as hell am not going to trust Minnesota after a couple of big-time wins to come home and just, you know, double-digit bomb somebody. It's, it's a no-play for me. 
See, I do like Denver in that just because there's so many points to it. Den- wait, is it a play or not? I'm going to play Denver, yeah. Oh, God, you brave it's, soul. Denver is a team that I've... That I've as crazy as it sounds, I've liked Denver all year. And what I mean that is from a betting perspective. I get it, they've had a ton of issues, but last five games, they've covered four of them. They just, they're really good at covering the spread. I don't think, I think they're a better team than what the public perception is of them. They just have spots where they give up or where they crumble. But I'm going to take Denver uh, getting 10.5 in this one. All right, my first play of the week. I, I, I like Houston at Baltimore here. And, and, and again, maybe I'm going into the buzzsaw. It's not an issue of whether I think Baltimore wins or not, but Jesus, don't you think Baltimore's a little overvalued? The Patriot win and then blasting the Bengals, and they're getting that Lamar spin move highlight all week. This spread opened up at five. It's down to four. I love the Texans here getting four and a half. I I just think it's a close game, and I think the Texans are still one of the handful of better teams in football. I think the Ravens' defense can be had through the air. And, you know, again, playing Finley, playing Brady with a depleted wideout core and a depleted O-line, it's an easier task. Now, with Houston, they're going to test you. Um, I like Houston with the points here. And I, I think Deshaun Watson has kind of been lost in the shuffle with this line. I mean, as great as Lamar is, this is still Deshaun Watson. This is still an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. And this is a Houston team that... To me, from a talent standpoint, with high-end players, man, do they have them. And I, I like the points here. I'm going to take Houston. I'm going to take the four. Um, obviously, uh, you know, there is a part of me, even if it costs you minus 125 or minus 130, the four and a half would be tasty. But I like Houston. I'm going to take points. Yeah, it's a pass for me, but hey, no uh, no disagreement. Baltimore is actually terrible at home covering against this spread for whatever reason. One and six, their last seven at home. So, hey, I hear you on that. Give me a play. Uh, Arizona. Again? Arizona here. I, I think this is a spot for them. Uh, this number's already gone down. It was Cardinals plus 11.5 against the Niners. You just look at, hey. You Niner- know what it opened up at, right? Uh, what did it open at? I saw 14. It, yeah, so it's gone down even more. Now it is, uh, what, 10, 10.5, depending on what you're looking at. So Cardinals, I like, uh, excuse me, Niners, obviously that Monday night game. But are we forgetting just a couple weeks ago the 49ers won 28-25 over the Cardinals? Like, what is what has changed so much in two weeks that this game needs to be in a 10 or 11, 14-point spread? It's crazy to me. Uh, I'm going to take the Cardinals in this one. I think they're they're kind of hitting their stride offensively. I think that Kyler Murray's really been doing a nice job in his rookie season. So I'm going to get all that points. I know I'm playing a lot of underdogs this week, but give me, give me Arizona in this one. Jets and Washington, no interest, no thank you. Um, the Jets, to me... We had a you know we had a view of them last week. They beat the Giants in one of the worst football games of the season. Washington not interested in betting on Dwayne Haskins. That that's just that that whole game. That's a mess. I'm not touching that. Atlanta Carolina. Listen, look at the difference. Atlanta goes out as a, a 13 and a half point underdog, wins a big game. Now all of a sudden, everybody's darling. They open up as a seven point dog against Carolina. It's down to five and a half. Yeah. Uh, Carolina blew that game to Green Bay seven ways to Sunday. Um, Really hated the direction of the play calling when they went away from McCaffrey, didn't use him in the passing game. Um, They also were victimized by a terrible call on a roughing the passer that was not roughing the passer. That ended up being a 10-point call. Green Bay ends up scoring there, then getting the ball out of the half um, instead of Carolina being first and 10 at at probably Green Bay's 45. So um, lean Carolina there, but... 
I'm not comfortable with that number. I'm not comfortable with Carolina having to cover big numbers. Atlanta's still a team I can't trust. No. That was a rivalry game last week. Atlanta New Orleans have always gone at it hard. Um, it is one where the records can be thrown out. But I, it just shows you how public bias gets involved here. Atlanta, if they lose last week, it's pro- they're probably 10-point dogs this week. Now they're five and a half. No, last week was just a perfect spot for the Falcons. Yeah. It was a perfect situation where, where you could bet on them and, and know that they'd keep it close. This way, they're not some amazing team just because of that week. Come on. You ready for, for what could be my ultimate undoing? Sure. I'm going back to the well on something, and it's probably a really bad idea. I like the Dolphins again. Really? I like uh, Mike. I mean, I've done okay. Miami plus six, I believe it is. I've done okay betting on them, and I don't believe in Buffalo. I don't. That's why I bet against them with the Browns favored. Um, obviously, the line opened up at seven and a half. It must have been there for ten seconds because I didn't see it. Buffalo getting, or excuse me, Miami getting six. They're playing hard, and Buffalo, like we have to have this conversation. At some point, we just realize they're not that good. And they'll go to Miami, and they'll probably take care of business. But beating people by a touchdown is not easy. The Dolphins are playing hard. They're playing better. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick has given them an element of professionalism at the quarterback spot, unlike Josh Rosen. And look, this is a you got to plug your nose and take the points kind of deal here. But I can't lay a touchdown with the Bills. I can't do it. I mean, the Bills, go look at the schedule. Look at who they've beaten. God, I love the Bills. Well, then, then no, fucking do I'm it. Joking. I'm not your dad. Go, go and do it. I'm taking the Dolphins. You know, it sucks. I, I, it, this is what I mean. This is where I hate taping on Thursday. I, I, do, I do my notes Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. It's Dolphins plus six and a half. Now I'm staring here, and i got to take plus six. God damn it. No, I'd love to take the Bills. I just can't, though. Why? Dolph, Dolph, if you love them, take them. Because the Dolphins have covered the past five weeks in a row. I mean, they do, they're just on this cover but train now, right but now. But now I'm on them again, which means I'm poison, and you'll win. <laughs> you should really go Bills. Yeah, yeah right. Go Bills. Uh, sh- well, sure, I guess I'll go against you in it. Um, I, the, the Dolphins, I totally get it. They, they've found something where they've just been able to cover the spread the past five weeks in a row, like I said. Buffalo, they have covered every single road game, though, this year. I do like Buffalo. I agree that there was, they were a little overhyped earlier in the season, and they aren't that good as people thought. But sure, we, we can go opposite in this one. I'll take the Bills. All right, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa, another funky line. They're getting five and a half. I actually think Tampa's probably the right side there. No Lattimore this week for the Saints. Uh, Tampa Bay's offense is not in question. It is their defense, but here's the key. They don't let you run the ball. They'll make the Saints one-dimensional. I don't mind Tampa here. I just don't like the number. I don't like sitting there, and and five and a half is such a dead number. (laughs) I'm going to wait, wait till kickoff. Hopefully you get a, a better number. And otherwise, I'll pass. I mean, right now, I like the money differential. I like the fact that under 50% of the tickets are on Tampa Bay, but it represents 62% of the money. But I, I just, the number bothers me. And therefore, I'm not comfortable with the Saints because I think it's a bad matchup. Um, and over the years, they've been very poor against Tampa Bay. Yep. But I'm not going to take a bad number. I have to do a better job of taking better numbers. And it's a lean on Tampa Bay. I think if you can put it in a teaser or a parlay and buy that number to where you like it, yeah, no doubt. I'd love to get Tampa Bay plus seven, plus six and a half. But as a straight play, I, I just I don't want to recommend it. I, that number really scares me. 
Yeah, pass for me. Tampa Bay scare Tampa Bay scares me in a good way. I think that that is this is kind of a spot where I could see them covering. Well, this, then take Tampa Bay. No, if they I, I, I'm you, no, I'm not. I, like you said, you can't play every game, and you got to pick. You got to pick the games that you feel most confident about, and this is not one of them. All right, I told you. I told you a couple weeks ago when I took Baltimore money line. I thought New England had a chance to lose their next three games. Well, here's another opportunity, and I'll tell you right now. I know everybody and their mothers on the Patriots. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. No the other, I'm going the other way. I'm taking the Eagles plus three and a half. And look, I don't believe, I think New England has an element where there's there's some fractures there in the foundation. The offensive line injuries have really affected Brady. He doesn't trust his protection. The wide receiver injuries, the release of Josh Gordon, you know, it's a different wide out core. And look, when you get, when push comes to shove, it's clear they're never going to outrun the loss of Gronk. Now, you go to Philly. Philly is going to take away your running game. Philly has a front seven that is excellent. Uh, I think that's a matchup problem for New England. And offensively, look, this is a game. I'm at home. I'm getting the three and a half. I think planet Earth is on the pats. I don't want to be on that side. I really like the Eagles here, man. I don't think the Patriots are all right. Now, look, off a bye week with Bill Belichick, it terrifies me. It does. It does. But I'm getting three and a half, and I'd like to believe the Eagles have a chance to take control of the NFC East. I'd like to believe they're going to have a really good performance here. I'm taking Philly plus three and a half. Yeah, it's weird, too. The last five times these teams have played, and, and they don't play a lot, obviously, but uh, Patriots just one and four against the spread against the Eagles. So there's something about it. Bill Belichick doesn't really play the Eagles too well overall. I think that Patriot front's going to have a real problem dealing with Philly. Yep. And, if, and, and at that point, it, it really affects Brady. It really does, and I'm not taking a shot at Tom Brady, but he is like 100 years old, and this is a guy who wants to plant his feet, survey the field, make the throws, and if he doesn't have time and he begins to have quarterback PTSD, and you've seen signs of it this year, yeah, I'll be the Huckleberry. I'm going to take the Eagles plus 3.5. I'm going to go the under in this one, 44.5. I think it's after a bye week, I think that it actually could – be a little sluggish start for the Patriots, not this crisp start like we expect with Belichick. Uh, I, I could see these two defenses being at least good enough to not allow a, uh, a crazy high-scoring game. So I'll go under in that 44 and a half. I'll give you one public special because I just I don't understand how the spread is what it is. And you know what? It's one of these weird games. It's Sunday night football in Mexico City, Kansas City at the Chargers, but it's not really at the Chargers. Kansas City minus three and a half. I mean, I hate Kansas City's defense. Yeah, it screwed me last week. But I hate the Chargers more. The Chargers are just not a good football team. And Patrick Mahomes came back. They didn't lose that game because of Patrick Mahomes. Not at all. Not in the least. No. And I only have to lay three and a half to beat the Chargers. Like, I understand this goes against most of how I do things and look at things and you know, I, I just, I, I'm sorry, but I'm going to take Kansas City and lay three and a half here, and I don't think I have to justify it or, you know, go through a ton of matchups. I understand the theory that Kansas City's defense does not allow them to gain game control. I get it. You're right. But is is Los Angeles, I said San Diego, didn't I? Are the, mm-hmm. are the LA Chargers really the team that's going to play good enough football? I, I just, I can't do it, man. And 20% of the bets, 40% of the money. I mean, L.A. would be the team I normally would go with. But, I, Mike, talk me out of it. Why? Why Why would I bet on, why would I bet on the Chargers here? Why? 
No, the only thing that you could, that I could even say that would be credible and relevant is, is the comment that you kind of just said about the Chiefs' defense with how bad it is. It's oh, terrible. it's bad. It, no, it's it terrible. Bad. And I lost money last week because I, I trusted the Chiefs. That was terrible. Um, that would be kind of the only reason why, uh, especially considering that Kansas City plays really well on Monday night, too, when you look at some of those trends as well. So. I mean, I'm looking forward to watching it. It would be a pass for me, but no, I... I How many times are you going to say pass for me? you got to come up with a new phrase. It'll be a... Uh, Jesus Christ. It'll be a game I'm not playing, but yes. <laughs> pass for me. Pass. I'm going to give you a t-shirt that says pass for me. Well, I can't, I can't play every game. No, I already got no. nine of them on here. All right, well then, good. Listen, give me your last play or any other plays. Yeah, Bears, Rams. Going to go... Oh. Gonna go under. <laughs> gonna go under in this one as well. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's exactly why. Because, oh my god! Because I can't trust these two offenses right now, and it's also a situation where they're good defenses. So you're gonna give me kind of the best of both worlds, where two offenses that are really struggling, and two defenses that are pretty good defenses. I'm gonna go under 40 and a half. Uh, it seems like a kind of a small number. It is, but I don't expect much points in this one. Anything else? That's it. That's a pass for me. That's a pass for you on that one? All right, no. So here are the picks. I'll recap. And I've tried to do a more abbreviated card here. Iowa State minus seven, Iowa minus three, Baylor getting ten. It's a maybe. I'll 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 make sure I post it to social media for the people if I do it, but Auburn kind of just sitting there at three. I don't know yet. Um NFL, Dolphins plus six, Texans plus four. Chiefs minus four, Eagles plus three and a half. Mikey, go. Yeah, Texas plus seven in college. Clemson minus 33. Baylor plus 10. West Virginia under 48. Uh, And then the NFL. Broncos plus 10 and a half. Cardinals plus 10 and a half. Buffalo minus six. Uh, We got the Patriots game under 44 and a half. And then the Bears-Rams game under 40 and a half. All right, let's hope we bounce back. That was an awful week last week, and I really don't feel like writing another check. So... Sexy stat time. Cash the ticket. Enjoy. It's time for another edition of Sexy Stat Time with the Hatchet Man. Ohio State is favored by 52 points against Rutgers. Since 1996, there have been two Power Five games with a spread of at least 50 points. 1996, Nebraska was fifth with a 50-point favorite versus Missouri. They won by 44. And in 2003, Oklahoma was a 53-point favorite against Baylor, and they won by just 38 points. So if you plan on putting money on Ohio State to cover, you might want to think twice. Let's move over to the number four Georgia at number 12 Auburn matchup. Georgia is favorite by two and a half points there. Let's look at Bo Nix. Bo Nix, the quarterback for Auburn, has seemed to struggle against ranked opponents this season. Against Oregon, 13 of 31, 177, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Against Texas A&M, 12 for 20, just 100 yards and just one touchdown. Against Florida, 11 of 27, 145, a touchdown, and three interceptions against LSU 15 for 35 157 a touchdown and an interception keep an eye on that for this game the Bulldogs however have also struggled this time against defending number one receiving options 
Arkansas State wide receiver Jonathan Adams Jr. Seven catches, 85 yards against the Bulldogs. Murray State wide receiver Daquan Green, five catches for 101 and a touchdown. Notre Dame tight end Cole Komet, nine catches, 108 yards and a touchdown. Tennessee wide receiver Juwan Jennings, seven catches, 114 and a touchdown. South Carolina receiver Brian Edwards, six catches, 78 yards and a touchdown. Florida receiver Freddie Swan, eight catches, 91 yards and a touchdown. So keep an eye on Auburn sophomore receiver Seth Williams. He leads the Tigers in yards and receptions. He could have a big game against the Bulldogs. Let's move over. Minnesota at Iowa. Iowa, a two and a half point favorite in this one. Iowa has won its last six games in which it's been favored by a field goal or less. This dates back to 2015. The Hawkeyes are five and one against the spread in those six games with the only non-cover, a one point win this season in Ames as a one and a half point favorite. Let's move over to the NFL. The Steelers at the Browns on Thursday night football. The Browns, three-point favorites in this game. James Conner is expected to play after missing two weeks. But let's look at this. The Steelers traded for Minka Fitzpatrick after starting the season 0-2. Since then, the Steelers are 5-2, giving up just 17.1 points a game, enforcing 3.4 turnovers per game. Fitzpatrick himself, five interceptions, two touchdowns, and two fumble recoveries since this deal. That doesn't bode well for Mayfield. He has more interceptions, 12, than touchdowns, nine. His 75.2 passer rating puts him 32nd in the NFL, next to last among qualifying quarterbacks. Well, that's one bad quarterback. Let's go to a matchup that has two really, really good quarterbacks. Texans at the Ravens. The Ravens are a minus four in this game. Surprising this is not a Sunday night football matchup, but I digress. Houston is coming off a bye week in this one. The Ravens are three and one at home this season, but have covered the spread just once in their double digit win over the Patriots. The Texans, meanwhile, are three and two on the road and have covered the spread in all but one game. The Chiefs and the Chargers, Monday night football in Mexico City. The Chiefs are favorite by three and a half points here. Rumblings on Rivers being at the end have started this week and they are pretty fair. Here's some numbers here. The Chargers are negative six in takeaways this season and quarterback Phillip Rivers is a big reason. After throwing 12 or fewer interceptions in each of his last two seasons, Rivers has 10 picks this year in just 10 games. Rivers quarterback rating 90.6 is in the bottom half of the NFL and is worse than the Titans' Marcus Mariota, 91.7. Yeah, that's right, that Mariota who was benched earlier this season. This has been another edition of Sexy Stat Time with The Hatchet Man. All right, thanks for listening. And subscribe, review, rate, do whatever you want to do. And hopefully, uh, at a minimum, you get a little enjoyment out of this deal. And we will be back with you next week as we are, I mean, we are within, what, two weeks of the end of college football. Yeah, but we'll have a bowl game special. It'll be okay. Relax. Let's cash the ticket. We'll talk to you next week.